Good evening. Happy Saturday night to you, dear friends, wherever you are. Is anybody buying any of this uh, Wagner mercenary? We're going to go back to Belarus. We're leaving. We're going to withdraw the mutiny. Anybody buying any of this, any of this story in the least? I'm not even going to go into it because Americans don't know anything about it, don't care about it. It means nothing to them. Absolutely nothing. Are you Evgeny Prigozhin? Are you? No. It's a story where, uh-oh, you know, I'm not saying nothing here, but uh, I'm reading, of course, nothing in this country, but I'm reading various, this is the Wagner or Wagner uh, group, military company, parentheses, PMC, is returning to its, quote, field camps. This according to its leader, Evgeny Prigozhin, announced late on Friday. His unit staged a mutiny overnight, seizing control of a multiple military and administrative sites in the southern city of Rostov-on-Don, as well as launching an advance towards Moscow. The insurrection had reached the brink of major bloodshed, Prigozhin said, announcing that Wagner's advancing columns will return to their camps. Uh, I am I am not in any way, absolutely, I am not in any way, um, buying any of this, any of this. Um, I don't know what they're planning on doing. I don't know what. But like I said, America knows nothing about this, and that's that. That is that. You see, this InfoWars host, Owen Schroyer, pleads guilty in January 6th case. Schroyer, who was accompanied by... Uh, InfoWars founder Alex Jones at the Capitol on January 6th admitted that he unlawfully entered and remained on restricted grounds. Uh, He said that he then made his way to the east side of the Capitol. I wonder what these sentences I'm reading to this. Schroyer is facing up to six months of federal prison and his sentencing hearing has been set for September the 12th at 10 a.m. Um, yeah, I mean, come on. Schroyer's case is unique in that he previously signed a deferred prosecution agreement in another case connected to an incident in 2020 in which he interrupted a congressional hearing. As part of that deal, he had agreed not to utter loud, threatening, or abusive language or to engage in any disorderly or disruptive conduct at any place upon the United States Capitol ground. Well, that remains to be seen. I still, again, try finding anybody in this country who will say, do you want to talk about that? Well, not really. Would you like to discuss this? Well, not really. Do you understand it? Not really. But, you know, sort of, maybe, kind of, I don't know. Isn't that something? Isn't that fascinating? 
I find myself all the time saying, are they going to know about this? Here's something for you. Ready for this? You're going to love this one. There is a new move right now, and many people are discussing it, in the, in the, in the biz. And the biggest stuff that's going on right now at, uh, uh, in, in the world of Silicon Valley is immortality. And the idea that somehow people are going to extend life. This is bigger than anything they can. This is the biggest thing. And they have been doing this forever. I have heard stories. I have heard stories about people, famous people, people whose names you would know. I'm not going to mention them. But whoever did everything from... Uh, oh, what's the word? People who were doing everything from blood transfusion things to replacing to uh, a variety of different things. And what they're doing is, interestingly enough, is they believe that somehow there is this thing, there is this thing that is, I guess, a version of life immortal or something along those lines. Now, let me see if I can explain this to you. See if you can understand it. See if you can grasp what I'm saying. What would be the first questions you would ask? Because right now they're saying that by doing a variety of different things, people are... Adding, they're, they're looking at their chronological age, and then they're looking at their biological age. And they're saying that you can, by virtue of various things, you can uh, actually have a, uh, you know, you can be 70 years old, but actually have a, chrono, a, a biological age that's maybe 10 years younger. Now, any thing about this at all. Here is the best part. Are you ready for this? Listen to what I'm saying. One of the things that is required that I'm telling you, I have been saying this, we've known this forever. Now listen to this. If you want to do one of the best things to really, I mean, sock it to yourself is calorie restriction, and fasting. Good luck, America. Good luck. Ain't going to happen. I know we, we abandoned this, the, the, the story of the Wagner group because America doesn't care about that. They have no interest. I just want to let you know I'm changing the subject because America just has no interest. They don't know the first thing about it. Even, even, even Bobby Kennedy Jr. said, well, you know, I realize that Putin's a thug. Why is he a thug? Well, I got to say that. You got to say that Putin's a thug. Why is he a thug? Why? I, I mean, explain it to me, Bobby. You're very good. You're, you're a man who knows facts. Or well, I don't know. I got to say he's a thug. Okay. One of those things. So we're, I'm changing my mind because nobody cares about this. In the least. Nobody cares about this in the least. It makes no difference difference to anybody. None. Nobody cares. 
they couldn't tell you the first thing about it. Nothing. Nothing. It's the most incredible thing in the world. Probably one of the greatest stories that that really affects us as a as a species, as a country. That is the idea of Russian containment still in a post-Soviet world from Kennan to Mearsheimer against Kotkin to, to maybe to the, to the, the role of NATO as an agent provocateur, deliberate false flags and, and, um, and um, provoked um, uh, riots. It's the most important issue in the world and nobody cares about it. Nobody understands it. They don't know the freak couldn't find it. If you said, here, here's a globe. Where's Ukraine? Roughly, where is it? Or the Ukraine, as people say. Where is it? To, what, give me an idea. What it, I don't know. What's the Maidan and Donbass? And who is, who is the right sector? They don't know anything. They have this idea that Putin is just this bad guy who said, I'm going to go in there and take that back because I'm trying to reconsolidate and reunify the Soviet Union. It's the biggest bunch of nonsense I've ever heard in my life. European commentators are laughing their arse off at it. But what do we know in this country? Nothing! We don't know anything. We don't know any. We don't know anything. Do you get the point of what I'm trying to say? We don't know anything. Have I made that clear? Nothing. Nothing. We just don't, you know, it's whatever. It's over there, I guess. I don't know. That's who we are. And we have this idea that somehow, well, don't, aren't we going to, who was it that, that Martha Raddich, Raddich, Ratner, Raddich, Raddich, she said to, uh, to Vivek Ramaswamy, Do you think, don't you understand? Don't you think the United States should be in there to help? No, it's none of our business. What are we doing? We have no interest in this. None of it. Don't we learn? Don't we learn? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Fourteen billion, no, a hundred or something billion dollars? For what? What are we talking about? What is the goal? What do you want? The first thing you have to understand, and we'll get back to this, hormesis, which is really, the number one, everybody knows this, Number one, okay, we're going to declare war. Call it declare war, call it a military action, call it whatever you want. Call it whatever you want, okay? You got it? Good. You got it? Good, 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 good. Terrific. Wonderful. Okay. Here's how it goes. Listen to me carefully. What's the first thing you think? The first thing you say is, When is it victory? What is it that we're trying to accomplish? Do you have that? Do you got that? You got that? Rule number one. What's going on in Russia? Was it a mutiny? I came. (laughs) 
Well, like I said, I came, and by the way, thank you so much. I don't know anything. Even even Russian uh, news and international news, it's been rather quiet. But if I was, if I was this this feller from, uh, if I was this feller from Wagner, I'd be very uh, Prigozhin. I'd be very worried. Something tells me. Maybe I don't know this. Maybe I don't. But I think something tells me that for everything that they say about Putin being all this stuff, he's a bad guy and a bad dude and all this. Okay, 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 okay. That's whatever. You know better. You know. You know all about this. What do you think he's going to do from somebody who supposedly was maybe uh, what was a merc? who now mutinied against him, what do you think he's going to do about that? What do you think will be likely? What do you think Prigozhin's, uh, should he get the, should he buy the green bananas? I don't know. I don't know anything about that. But all I know is one thing. Don't believe anything you're saying. Anything. Or anything they're saying. Nothing. Nothing. Unless you talk to the right people, just don't believe. They're not, believe me, America doesn't care about this. They go, Whatever. Yeah, good. Hey. Nothing. But like I said before. By the way, thanks for the likes. I appreciate that. Do you know what our friends in Vietnam, if we have any anybody who was in Vietnam, thank you for your service, but do you have do you have any idea what's going on here? Do you have any idea any idea any idea what 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 that was about? The first thing they said about Vietnam was they said, what is our goal? What is it we're trying to do? What is it we're trying to do? Tell me. Tell me. What is it? What's the goal? Is it to what? They would take a hill and then they would wait, and then they leave, and the NVA would come back, and they got to take the hill again, and they get the hill. And then they said, well, that's not a way. That's not very good. And then somebody else would turn around and say, you know what? Maybe the best thing we can do is maybe, maybe by, by, uh, let's just do body count. Let's just count the bodies. That's a good way to do it. We'll just count bodies. And did they ever. Or he says, I am not able to join... Live as often as I'd like. This group is so intelligent, especially our professor Lionel. R. He, thank you so much. You should join more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listen to the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Oh my God. I listen. I love this audio book. It's called The Dispatches by Michael Herr. Oh, it's the best. Absolutely the best. World War II was clear. We want complete and total surrender. It was against it was against Hitler. It was against Germany. It was against the Axis. It was against J- Japan. It was against Mussolini. It was specific. We want. They've got to give up. It was simple. Give up, and they gave up. It was surrender, unconditional surrender. Same thing for the Civil War. Then it started. 
Korea, don't know what that was about. It just kind of ended. Our Heath, it just kind of sort of ended. And they were actually counting bodies and legs and limbs. True, in Vietnam. We didn't know what it was. So here's the story. Martha Radich, or whatever her name is, I'm not going to send, I'm not going to sign any American man or woman or soldier going anywhere to die one in Finland for what? For what? It's none of our damn business. Let them figure it out. I don't know. We don't care about this. This is a weird Cold War thing that I can't figure out. White Monkey says, don't mercenaries eventually go to the highest bidder? Maybe CIA or NATO paid more? Well, you know, it's funny. Mercs are weird, as you say this. And it's one of the things that we, you know, ever since the days of the Hessians and uh, Blackwater, private contractors, we're also going to see, you're going to see companies like Microsoft have their own army, their own, we talked about that before. The thing that is the most important is to understand specifically what is going on. And if you don't understand, you've got to listen. You know who George Kennan is, right? Listen to George Kennan and read. This was, this was the architect of Soviet containment. containment. After, after, listen. Remember, World War II, it's over with. Nobody trusted Stalin. Nobody. Nobody. This is our ally? Well, well, weird bedfellows. And Stalin was double-crossed by Hitler. Stalin was the one who said, we're going to show you. What they went through at Leningrad, remember in 19, it was 1921, 80% of every male, every Soviet male born, so they say, in 1921, died. Now, you could say it, maybe other old age or not, it was born in 1921. War, whatever. The tolls, they, it was the most unbelievable had, had Hitler not gone, not gone to Leningrad. Oh my God, Barbarossa. That was the most ridiculous thing because he micromanaged. Remember, he had people that were great. Rommel was incredible. And Rommel, they basically, who was kind of involved in that, 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 uh, that coup attempt, he said, Rommel, well, we'll let you have it. You can, you can off yourself. I mean, this was, this was unbelievable. And the bulge, the last minute. Let me ask you a question. We're still figuring this out now. Why did Japan ever attack this country? Did Japan ever think, oh, we're going to win? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got, we got this down. What were they thinking? Seriously. It's the most basic question in the world. Why would they do that? It'd be like if Guam took took us on. I mean, they had. I mean, they they had. You know, they they weren't completely devoid of any military. They had navy and whatever. But but do did they really? W- 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 what do you want when you take somebody on? What do you want? What did? What was the purpose for that? 
Why? Ask yourself this question. It doesn't make any sense. What happened was they were pushed. Embargoes, they figured, that's it. We're We're going hard. They are still debating as we speak. One of the ultimate, quote, conspiracy theories of all time was whether FDR knew anything about this. I mean, there is so much. And, And others have suggested that it was really England. It was Churchill, Tertius Gaudens, who said, remember, Tertius Gaudens is a, if you and I are fighting, the best thing for me to do is to bring somebody else in and then I back out and let you go at it. Tertius Gaudens. That strategy. Some suggested that. Why Why was it that FDR all of a sudden move all the aircraft carriers out and put them all together real close like that? That's good. That's good. Now, I don't know. It seems kind of weird. Remember when, when Churchill was saying, you've got to go in, you've got to help. He goes, I can't go in. What are you, nuts? We had the war to end all wars. I can't go in there. First of all, they want me to, you want me to go in and fight who? You've got Britain, France, and Russia against these. Not exactly, you know, uh, the Cub Scouts. They can do it. And plus, people said, we're not going to go in there and look like we're doing this for a bunch of Jews, or we're not going to go in and with a, sidle up with a bunch of commies. Are you kidding me? This is, this is, I mean, they'll have my head. This is FDR. What are you talking about? What are you talking, how can we, what? And they were, and they were, saying, we're gonna, and people said, oh, no, 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 that's, that's over there. They're still arguing this. Pat Buchanan was asking, this is World War II. World War II, they were debating. It wasn't all clear-cut. Well, December 7th took care of that. December 7th took care of that. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I have spent my life listening to people, and it's the most fascinating story to sit there and say, what really went on? Tell me. Tell me what really, tell me what actually went on. Tell me, tell me the truth. Tell me. I want to know. I'm still trying to figure out Vietnam. What was that about? George Lenz says, Yamamoto was not looking for a prolonged conflict with the U.S. The goal for Japan was to sue for peace. I know the sleeping giant. You know George. Thank you, by the way, George. I don't know if that uh, if that Yamamoto line was. They've even suggested whether that might be a little bit kind of strange. That one. You know what I mean? R Heath, you got that? You got that R? Thank you for that, my friend. Thank you for that. That's beauteous. Um, I wonder about that. I'm, I'm just if you see about R Heath there. It's very touching. Seriously, it's very, 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 very touching. People say, do very, very nice things. Um, I've spent the longest time. In fact, where is this? Oh, God. I want to give you the greatest Vietnam. I know this is different. Um...
Oh, hang on. Oh, it's a, it's a tech war lecture. It's so bad. Everybody takes it. Oh, Vietnam. I normally, I can never remember this guy's name. I can never remember his name. And it's so... When they came along, this is the most... I, I, I'll put it up somewhere. I don't have time to find out. It comes down to simply this. And this, this kills me. This kills me when somebody says, do you know what the real reason for this was? Do you know what the real, re- do you know what the real reason for Vietnam was? No. Do you, do you know what they did? you know what they... They took McNamara. And they, and, and they looked at... He said, we're going to do a technological war. We're going to use... We're going to... We're going to... And I know I'm switching from World War II to Vietnam, but i got to tell you this because this is so beautiful. Same thing with Russia. Same thing with Wag, Wagner, Wagner, Wagner or Wagyu for the matter. It's not just about what you think it is. Where is this? They live there. Remember this. This is their neck of the woods. You want to go after Russia? You want to go after uh, Ukraine? They live there. This is their. This is their border country. This is there. Imagine if we had. Think about this. All of a sudden, California tumbles into the sea. My old school. California somehow seeds uh, itself or whatever to Mexico. And all of a sudden, we're finding things like, wait a minute. We're getting part of like Texas and I, I should say maybe Texas is, what, 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 they're Mexico now? Yeah. And this little branch off, you know, Laredo or, or LaGrange or wherever it is, I don't know what the, or all of a sudden, they're being prompted and promoted by China to join the Chinese delegation, the Chinese version of NATO, on our border. California, where we go there, we have family there, we speak, intermarry. Well, what do you think we do? Even, I would say, Joe Biden, I don't know about Joe Biden, what would Trump do? They, they would tell this California spin-off country, oh, you're not going to join up with China. Oh, no, no. You're not going to have Chinese... You're not going to have Chinese missiles on our border. No way. That ain't going to happen. What are you going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? I'll show you what we're going to do about it. You would know exactly what we're going to do about it. And we're warning you. We would tell California, whoever it was, you dare sign up with China, you're done. You're done. Move out. Clear out. We're moving in. You're not going to like this ending. We are not going to let you do this. We are not going to allow China to set up some satellite proxy, some bulwark right there on our border. It's, it's, Ask yourself this question. Ask yourself this very, very simple, simple, simple question. This is the thing I don't understand. I do not understand. And I mean it, and I... I, I but I got to tell you this story. You got to tell you this story. When you go to war, 
And I love, there's a great book too, The Generals by Thomas Ricks. Oh, and, and the greatest ever, maybe George C. Marshall, uh, O.P. Smith, uh, The Marine, uh, Chosen Valley, oh my, Reservoir, oh my God, Korea, what they did, oh my God, and that idiot, oh, Douglas MacArthur and Westmoreland, idiots! And 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 what was his name? Rick, uh, 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 San, uh, not Sanchez. Uh, um, oh, you know who was actually a very good general was Petraeus. But anyway, 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 I find this so fascinating. The first question you would ask is, what is what is victory? What is victory? What is it? And if you look at Ukraine right now, luckily, what has happened? They're not a part of NATO. Did they vote? Are they in? What are we talking about? What's going on here? The whole world's like, well, I don't know. Does it make any sense to you? No. Well, what's going on? What's happening? What are we doing? I don't know. But I'm going to switch back to Vietnam, and then I'm going to go back to these other people. The first thing you're going to always ask is, where is this war going to be? What time of the year is it? What's the weather like? Where are we going? It's tropical. Okay, that's all right. Say what you want about Iwo Jima, Guadalcanal. There's no snow. What kind of terrain is it? Well, it's not good. Iwo Jima is not good. Why? It's basically, it's volcanic. You can't dig. It's just, it's, I don't know. And they're waiting for you. They're waiting for you. Oh, you know where they're also garrisoned? The country you do not want to mess with is North Korea. They're in mountains. They're ready to go. Their their military service is like ten years. They're a garrisoned country. They they have as many or almost as many uh, military as we do. They're just ready for this. They are ready. I, I, I'm just. It's it's this. What do you think we should do about Taiwan? What do you think that's about? Tell me. Taiwan, get this, Taiwan has more, makes more, their, their GDP, their, uh, their money, their economy is greater than China. A little Taiwan, it's, it's, a, it's a gold mine. And what about this? So when I said before, when you push a country and you push them and you push them and you're going like that and like that, somebody is sometimes, yeah. whether it's Putin, whether it's China, whether it's anybody, look what happened with Vietnam. We had no idea. We thought we're going to kick their, it's going to be over with before you know it. Same thing they thought with, with North Korea. They said, we're going to be out of here. <laughs> until China said, okay, all right. Then there was the weather. Then there was the terrain. Then there was what kind of, what kind of battle is it going to be? Is it land? Is it what? Who are the people? How do the people there, do they, do they see the way of the invaders? Are they sympathetic? Who are you fighting? Do we have to go there? Russia, Ukraine, they're already there. We're going to go there? No, they're already there. They're not going to go anywhere. 
in Israel, I was there the second time, I think it was Gaza the second time, the, the parents would drive their kids, their kids, IDF, to the to the, the place for deployment. They would meet at these like, um, uh, you know, um, truck stops. These these kind of like these, you know, like not stuckies, but these travel stops for gas and whatever. It is. People would drive their kids there because they live there. There's no transport trucks. We live there. You drive to the front. Here we go. And they'd show up, and there they are. And they'd say, see ya. And sometimes the parents would pick them up, bring them home. It was the weirdest thing. That's the benefit of having a war where you live there. When you don't live there, you gotta get there. Then when you get there, do you fit in? Can they hide you? Do they want you there? Are you happy? I mean, what is going on here? And then the rest of it. Then we got Mark Milley who wants to have what? More and more of this trans, whatever. I don't know. Look, I am against war, period. You don't win. And you sure... Now, if you can tell me, say, very simple. What is your goal? All right, you can convince me. What is your goal? Can you define it? Well, all right, stop right there. I want this guy out. Say what you want about Allende, say what you want about Chile, say what you want about Pinochet. They went, okay, got it. Operation Ajax, Mossadegh, the Shah, got it. That's a, that's finality, all right. I got it. Everything else, I don't know, maybe, well, Vietnam, what do you want? Well, we want the, what? We're going to stay there? What do you want to happen? You want to get rid of, what, you're going to get rid of the North Vietnamese? What? This is, this is a civil war. What do you want? What are we doing there? Well, we can't let those... Well, how are we going to stop it? I don't know, really, but we're... But we can't let those... We can't let those commies move up like a, like a domino effect. Well, how are we going to stop it? Well, we're not really sure, but by God, we're going to bomb them into the Stone Age. This is Curtis LeMay. Curtis LeMay. Remember the Bell's palsy with that cigar? He, he was... He was... Uh, Buck Turgidson and uh, Dr. Strangelove, remember that? Oh, Curtis LeMay was great. He firebombed with bombers, with napalm. Firebombed. This guy was serious. And you ready for this? Listen to this. He was against dropping the nuclear bomb on Japan. Curtis LeMay. So was MacArthur. So was Eisenhower. Stimson. Everybody was against it. Everybody. Except Truman. Why? So he could show the Ruskies. But the Ruskies knew about it because of Klaus Fuchs. What are you talking about? The history is... Here's a rule of war. Don't do it. Don't... Shut up. Every time a missile, watch those defense stocks. Ooh, you know that. I mean, that goes without saying. Listen, Harry Truman, not Harry Truman, uh, Eisenhower knew a lot about that. The military-industrial complex, remember that. He could have said a lot of things. No. War is going to be... And all of these people, all of these folks, as long as they don't have to go, as long as they're not there, 
That's the part that kills me. If they don't have to go, oh, they're great. There was a, I was listening to somebody one time. There was a, there's so much great um, oral histories of Vietnam. Oh, God. There was this black gentleman, I'll never forget. He said he was, he said, I didn't really know what this was. And I kept hearing this thing. He said, it sounded like a steel mosquito, he called it. And he thought, boy, these things are, these bugs. He goes, those aren't bugs. Those are bullets. Right by his ear. This far away. And he said he dropped and he realized he was almost paralyzed. I've got bullets. Not just, but one, he's her number. Missing him through some divine, uh, not one, not nothing hit him. And he's hearing him. Fast enough to be what? How far away is that from his ear? What, this far, three, four, and they all missed him. Do you ever think about Jackie Kennedy? One little, if you're shooting here, one little micron off turns out to twelve feet down the road. This guy dropped. I'll never forget that. He goes, I couldn't believe it. He said, I, I, what am I doing? Here? And he's shooting. He said, what am I, what are we shooting at? One guy never saw, Vietnam, I think, is so interesting. He said, we never, he said, we never saw the enemy. I never saw him. All I saw was people that I knew. There were, there were booby traps and people hit snipers. I never saw him. That's why Me Lai was, oh, Me Lai was, they just. And by the way, Me Lai was another story, too, about how they just had enough because they were, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Their their uh, uh, unit wasn't that necessarily scarred by the tragic deaths of their buddies. No, 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 no. That just made people like that. Made them. And when you go to war and you're coming back, guess who's not going to take care of you? We are. We don't care about that. Figure it out for yourself. Don't give us this PTSD stuff. Just get over it. Suck it up, buddy. We, please, stop it. We don't want to hear about this. And where exactly are we getting all these people? See, I love when people talk about things. Oh, they love, they talk about stuff. Going back to what I originally said, somebody said, hey, you know, there's this new uh, this new effort on Silicon Valley to extend life. You're going to have to go on diets and fast. You can't fast. You can't go three minutes after lunch with that. You're going to go into a, to a sugar, uh, like an insulin shock. You can't do that. Well, I like to read about it. You're not going to go into hormesis. You're not going to go into some kind of a, a calorie deficit. What are you talking? We talk so much nonsense. And war? Do yourself a favor. Have you ever looked at, go on YouTube, you can see them, the shell-shocked versions of these poor, incredibly horrible, these young men in World War I who were just, I mean, you, it, 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 you, you look like this is almost, you think it's a joke, it's not a joke, but it'd be, they're shaking like you cannot believe because of the shells and the trench warfare 
and the artillery and the gas and oh my god it was the worst and we just don't learn and I know I talk about this a lot but it's amazing because I, I especially everybody who I know who's so religious Jesus must be saying or whoever must be saying what are you people doing what are you doing why what am i what are you talking about why am i going to go to this country i don't this guy's got a beef this is his country do you think the north vietnamese were bad people this is their country they want to do it their way and we said oh no you don't they said oh yeah we are you're not going to do that commie thing. Oh, yeah, well, maybe, whatever. It's none of your business. We're not going to let that. Why you? And... What? Th- it, it, it. If they put a, uh, like a 20%, I don't know, profit cap on munitions, <laughs> you wouldn't see any war. What? That's right, General Dynamics Radio. You only make 20% of it. What? There'd be no more. None. Miraculously, somehow we'd figure something out. Say, hey guys, don't you want to figure out something else? Well, you know, I know how we can. I mean, if you want to get, let's say you want to get Russia, or you want to Ukraine, or get China, whatever it is, let's go after their infrastructure and their grid. Shut up. What? There's no money in that? What are you talking about? No, I can just shut everything down. I know you can shut everything down, but there's no money in that. Every time we drop a missile, you know how much? That's a couple of million dollars right there. Yeah, that thing, that thing, one of those. One. You want to do what? You want to get some nerd kid to shut down an ATM in Kiev? Sorry. Yeah, but that would be more effective. Effective has nothing to do with it. It's about making money. That's what we want to do. That's why we're going to learn them democracy. It's unbelievable. We never learn. And look at Vietnam now. Look at Vietnam now. Look at it. We go there. We kind of see them. I, I, I personally, I, I, I don't want to go there. But I, but I, their food is just very interesting about Vietnam. The spicy and the hot and the cool. Remember, whenever there's a place that's real cold, you get spicy food to make you sweat. Make heat heat you up because you're cold. If it's real hot, you eat spicy food so you'll sweat and cool down. So the food is incredible. Very, very interesting. Very, very... Uh, you, you've seen, uh, you know, and, and not pho. <laughs> P-H-O with a, is pronounced pho. Their soup, pho. It's like something with a couple of letters missing. Pho. Who gives a pho? Table two. Thank you very much. Great stuff. But we don't learn. What are we talking about? Bobby Kennedy's absolutely correct with that one. Absolutely correct. He's good. Bobby Kennedy's good. You know that, right? I think I made myself very, very clear with that one. So anyway, we'll see how that is. 
I did some wonderful videos that are coming up. One that drops later. Notice how I call that drops. We call it drops for all you kids. And I've got some things, and some of them are interesting. There is called this one. Uh, I, uh, I've got one that says there is no intelligent life on Earth. One's called Meet the Shadow Government. Tattooed and tattooing and dermal desecration. Life is a conspiracy theory. Uh, why do you do you speak like a child? Uh, obesity is our national and a pastime, and there is no intelligent life on Earth. And I just did one call Trump twenty twenty four. Trump twenty twenty four is ready for this. Trump twenty twenty four is Godfather three. So go figure that one out. Remember how disappointed you were with Godfather? Oh my God. Another subject. I'm going to say something to you, and if if one of you understands this, I'm lucky because nobody does. I'm fascinated by mouths and tongues, especially over a period of time. I don't know why. Jeff Bridges. I was watching a documentary of Peter Bogdanovich explaining the movie The Last Picture Show with Sybil Shepherd, Timothy Bottoms, Ben Johnson, who won the uh, Academy Award. And uh, Jeff Bridges didn't have this. Didn't, I don't know what happened to his tongue. He was, so I said, why is he talking? You see him now, and I don't know what's going on. Al Pacino, next one. Francis, do I talk like this? What happened? What happened? Why did you talk? Why did they talk like that? Why did they talk? I'm so fascinated by that. What happened is it about? Is it a plan? But, but their tongue got bigger. The other day, somebody sent me a, a, another um, video of, of Hannity and the S's. Oh, my God. I, I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. Sometimes I think I'm on certain spectra because I can't take a lot of noise. Can't take, if I go to a restaurant, if there's too many people talking, I can't take it. It's like, I can't talk. I can't hear myself. I like, I got to get out of here. Especially when I can hear conversations. But the noise, oh my God. Doesn't that just, doesn't that just get you? There was one woman. Her name is, her name is uh, Sarah Vowel. Sarah Vowel. If you watch Sarah Vowel speak, she used to be on uh, John Stewart. Here's you. Watch that one, and I cringe. I I I crawl up in a ball. I can I I I I just uh, I just wow. Wow. It fascinates me. I love, I'm, I guess maybe as a kid, you know, as a stutterer, and, I, and I'm interested in how impediments and, and um, sibilance. Rudy has sibilance. Not as bad as it was. It, it was pretty bad then. Zazlov, Zizek, he does sibilance, and he's always picking his nose. Watch that one. That is the great. I'm just. I never hear a word he says. I'm just fascinated. Why does he do that? 
I'm changing the subject. Because I've had it. Anybody see the new uh, Sex in the City? No. They are pushing the lesbian thing to the point of enough. Enough. I just happened to catch a bit of it. I'm thinking, that thing, they're trying to recapture it. That thing is over. You can say whatever you want. Sex in the City was one of the most important shows. It did so much for New York. It did for New York what Woody Allen did. What um, a lot of things. It was a very, 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 very critical voice. Karen says, yeah, Bobby's voice. Bobby Kennedy's voice. Yeah, that's spasmodic dysphonia. You know what? It's funny. I, uh... It's, yeah. But you know, in a weird way, though, he kind of owns that. You know what I mean? He owns that. It's like when, um, first time you saw Gorbachev, you saw he had a port wine stain. You go, oh, what is that? It's a port wine stain. Wow. What? He said, wow. I like when people say, yep, that's my thing. I say, people with big moles and things, I always, I always found, I always thought it was interesting. He got a big, something, you know, some mark or some whatever. But I just think it's so interesting how you can... Oh, oh uh, Marty Feldman, he had uh, exophthalmia, I believe it's pronounced. He has that, also has that, probably it's a thyroid disorder, that Graves disease and that... Uh, 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 not Creed uh Oh, God, what was it? What was this is pressure cause. It's fascinating. The... There is, I could spend, there's a, there's a YouTube channel where they talk to kids and people who have the rarest diseases of them all. It's the most fascinating thing in the world. Because you don't know what normal is until you see something. There's a disease. And I find people, I find neurological diseases very interesting. But schizophrenia... Um, anything along, it's so interesting. And imagine what it was like being a schizophrenic. I know I'm changing the subject during the Middle Ages or during a time when they thought he's possessed. Incredible. And brings me back again to the devil and to the exorcist. I'm back in the exorcist. I can watch that. The commentaries of what they did was fascinating. And the movie was so crude and so strange, but it was so interesting. So, so, so interesting. Um, speaking of this um, thing last night, we just saw moments of it. They're trying to give you sex by showing you sex. What is the sexiest movie you have seen? And define that to me. Not pornography, not there was a people having sex, because that's not sexy. That, I mean, that's that sex. It's a big difference, that sex. What is a movie that you saw that was the height of erotic, or it was romantic, or whatever, that really made an impact? Not something that is, of course, two people just doing it. Because if you ask people today, they would say, I don't. No watchers. Look at Liz Solak. We've got to hit 50 more. 
and we're going to hit a three. We're going to get three hundred likes. Isn't this sad? I got to beg for this. We got to get three hundred. Thanks, Liz. See, you're keeping track. We need more likes. We need to bring this to to three hundred. Belle du Jour. You know what's funny? You say that, Alan. Belle du Jour is the movie that William Friedkin, when he got this Fernando Ray or whatever who played the the. He thought, he meant, he wanted to get the guy from Belle du Jour. Fernando, or whatever, Ray, was a mistake, but it was that movie that he wanted. Eyes Wide Shut. Very interesting. I had the hardest time with Eyes Wide Shut. Footloose is one, and Grease. Now that's interesting. Karen Joyce Andrews, why you would think Footloose and Grease is sexy, but that's interesting. Fuck, I can't, I can't argue with that. What does this, what does this mean? Risky business, pretty woman. Ooh, don't mention pretty woman to Mrs. L. Whoa, don't mention that. That was a movie that glorified prostitution. That did more. That did more. That did more harm for human trafficking than anything. Easiest romantic love story. You know what? Summer of 42. Summer of 42. You know, it's funny you say that, Michelle. The summer of 42. I loved summer of 42. Absolutely loved it. And it was Jennifer O'Neill and this guy, the guy who played Buggy or Boogie or whatever his name is. He, whatever the heck his, his name was. But... It, there's also a song by Bobby Goldsboro called Summer the First Time. And what are they about? They're talking about a young man. And Summer of 42, he falls in love with a woman. Uh, I think he uh, he is uh, deflowered, to use that defloration phrase. But he, her husband either is killed in World War II or is away, and they just met, and he went berserk. Now, I thought it was, I thought the movie, the movie was beautiful. It's beautiful. But technically speaking, again, am I a hypocrite? If Summer 42 was a man with a young girl, no, mm, no. In a weird way, uh, American Graffiti was beautiful. Love Story was, I had a hard time with Love Story. I had a very, very hard time with Love Story. Last Tango in Paris, that was a very important, that was a very, very important movie. King Kong was a love story. You would also was a love story too, believe it or not, Sling Blade. Think about it, your, your, this is the most important thing in the world. That movie was about a, a man who loved, he loved that boy. I don't think it was homoerotic, but it was about Frankenstein, but he loved that young man. And he, in order to, to free his family, spoiler alert, takes care of Doyle and whatever it was. When you break this down, I don't think people are able to understand the idea of a love story. I don't think they can. I don't think they can. You know, a crush, or um, no. I don't think. I don't think it makes any sense. I don't think it makes any sense. 
I don't think it makes any sense. Casablanca, very, very stylized. Uh, that was so, that was real love, love. That wasn't, that was just, I mean, we're, you know, we'll never see each other again. And oh my God. So that doesn't make it. The, those days, that idea, um, you know, one of the most interesting love stories was this woman. What was her name? Mary Jane Letourneau. And Mary Jane Letourneau, I kept thinking, is she crazy or does she love this student of hers? The, I think he was a Polynesian young man. Is she in love with him? Really? Is it? They, they, you, 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 they'd catch him, put her on probation. And they go right back at it. And you wonder, what was that? Was that legitimate? I don't know. I can't figure it out. It could be, but... And none of that... How about the graduate, when he shows up <laughs> for the wedding? By the way, uh, listen to a song by... Um, Lyle Lovett called L.A. County. Kind of a, a little harsh, harsh uh, a word. Another great, another great love story, a song. Um, very, 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 uh, well, the greatest love song ever. He Stopped Loving Her Today is still the greatest country song ever. And he stopped loving her today because he died. And then went back into his home and they found every, every, uh, uh, every love letter with uh, every single I love you uh, underlined in red next to his bed. All the, This man was just crushed his whole life. But I saw a picture of his, in his bed. Uh, found some letters in his bed. Dated 1962. He had underlined in red every single I love you. I went to see him just today. Oh, but I didn't see no tears. All dressed up. To go away. First time I've seen him smile in years. He stopped loving her today. And then she shows up to his funeral. You know, she came to see him one last time. Oh, we all wondered if she would. And the thought kept going through my mind. This time, he's over her for good. Oh my God. He stopped loving her today. They placed a wreath upon his door and soon they'll carry him away. He stopped loving her today. Oh my God. That's the greatest one ever. That just, I mean, he took another realist out. Oh, Miss Emily's picture, John Conley. It straightened Miss Emily's picture by my bed. He has, he shows her, I don't know if she's dead. I don't know if he broke up. He goes home at night and he gets drunk. He goes to work. He pours three fingers bourbon in a coffee cup and dry, cry on my best friend's shoulder down the hall. He's just broken hearted. And, and straightened Miss Emily's picture on the wall and shows her picture to his friends. And I mean, he's just, oh my God. That's a great song. Miss Emily's picture. 
but the best. Radio lover, another another George Jones. Radio lover. Now, now think how think who thought of this one. He's a disc jockey, and he knows she knows that he, she hears him every night on the radio, and she knows the coast is clear when she hears him on the radio because she's fooling around this poor bastard because he's. And on the anniversary of their first, oh, on the first anniversary, he decides to record his show and come home and surprise her. Well, he surprised her all night, all right? And the best line was, and these are the last words she ever heard. Coming to my heart like you do every night with the song of the radio. These were the last words she ever heard. Oh, man. You tell me country music. That's why I got George's picture up there. That is beautiful. The Bridges of Madison County. I never saw that. Scent of a Woman. Interesting. Love Hurts. Hurts. I just did a Hannity right there. I just did one. Um, All right. All right, my friends. That's it. Well, you have a great and glorious night. Remember, forget about uh, Wagner. It's not going to work out. Nobody cares about that. To George, uh, George Lenz. Thank you, George Lenz. To Whitey Monkey, or White Monkey. No, sorry, Whitey. White Monkey, thank you. R. Heath, thank you very much. I Kane 619 And we hit 311 likes. Thank you so much. That means a lot to us. You have a great and a glorious night, my friends. Watch something interesting. Learn something. Watch a documentary. Listen to a listen to a lecture. Don't just do something different. We'll see you tomorrow night, same bad time. No, tomorrow morning, same bad time, same bad channel. Eight a.m. Thank you so much. Talk to you then. Don't ever change. Until then, remember the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Dead, dead.